0: ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. Today I am in the virtual studio with two of my nearest and dearest. It feels like an absolute privilege and honor to share space and time together in this way and give people a window, an access point to a love that has truly transformed my life from the inside out and I just want to honor you both right here right now in this moment for the safety that you both create for me with me and for the beautiful friendship that we've been able to cultivate. Um, For those of you listening we met a few years ago in youth development work and got the opportunity to really work on some incredible, incredible projects together. Um, And now we have been sharing space and time for a little over a year now, I would say in a sacred way that is really cultivating something that's moving through us, uh, something that we're discovering together. And uh, yeah, they, are two incredible humans. And I just want to say thank you so much to the both of you for creating the space for this conversation. And I feel like we've been talking about it for such a long time to actually record what goes on and uh, yeah, share it with the world because it's been so medicinal for us. Um, and so I'm excited for people listening. Um What I would love to just drop into before we go into our exciting exercise we have for today to kick us off is just what's alive for you both in this moment. And I want to start with you, Michael. What is alive here now?
1: Kia Yeah, thank you for the intro. Um, Felt it all? Uh, receiving it all and feels like I'm preparing a meal uh, and maybe that's where I'm at as well um, <clears throat> I was just outside having morning tea uh, and you know just before we got on this call I I heard Malu uh, speak a little bit about um, harmony and I was enjoying a symphony of animals out there uh, there were uh, oinking pigs, and I, I think they were the baritone. Uh, there was an intermittent donkey. <laughs> and that donkey was getting up there in the tenor. Uh, there was bird song. <laughs> um, and if I was listening still enough, uh, there was you know uh, the, the very present uh, sound of insects. Um, but every now and then... Uh, they would intermingle like hit the hit, hit a resonance together and there would be silence hmm and there's also a stream down the bottom um and it's like each of these things can tune into the sound of the stream mm. and even the sound of the stream disappears uh, so i'm kind of like nowhere at the moment, um, I'm pondering about that stillness uh, that comes, that silence that comes amidst the noise, uh, the harmony um, Mm. that comes uh, with that level of presence. And and also just thinking to myself, man, cool, so cool that I can, like, I'm at a space in my life now where I can be that present. Uh, just having my morning tea. And it hasn't always been like that. It's such a turbulent inner world that I've, you know, um, been in the throes of for quite some time. Uh, and it uh, feels good to enjoy the romance of my home and my finua like that. Um, and I can hear a call to to honouring stillness and silence and peace. Not just in a real cliche way, but like a, as in like very personal, very needed for me um, in terms of how I live my life going forward. Uh, yeah, so it feels like that's sitting on top. Mm.
0: Beautiful share, thank you. Love mm. that stillness. Yeah. And for you, Malu. Mm.
2: For I'm at the core. Hello, everybody. My name is Maluseo Joseph Telane Uh Thank you for that beautiful entrance um, and echoing um, Michael's sentiments. Um, Michael, um, your share was potent. Um, I loved. I, I wrote down, enjoy the romance of X Y Z, and I'm like, mm, that's that's a presence um, invitation right there. Enjoy the romance of whatever it is. Um, what feels alive for me um, in this moment is um, my mother's um, love, and the quote that came to, um, to 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 my heart right now is um, "Mother to many. So um, when I think about my mother, she's a mother to many. and then when I think about um, the ancestor who's a mother to many, it's Papa Tōnuku, and you know the, our, our our Earth itself. She's a mother to mini. Um mm. our Moana. Um, our, our ocean, she's a mother to many, and anything that bears fruit, which is trees, they're mother to many. Everything that um, anything that um, gives birth to, um, to 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 things, a mother to many. So the mother of this moment is um, my mum, and she's in motion right now. So it's the love that she has that has continued continued to give me the strength and the courage and the bravery and the tenacity um, to to be love in every moment and to mm. show up as love and to seek for love. Cause I feel like, um, it's one thing to, I think I feel sorry that I used to say, um, I am love and that's a beautiful starting point. And in my current journey, it's, it's more so, um, not that I'm not love, but it's more so that I seek love and everything. And I mm. seek love to be in love and to be with love and through love and every love. So, Love isn't determined by my conception or my perception or my ways of um, experiencing love. And also, love can be experienced through my nuance of how this world actually experiences it. So, if this world is learning from me and how I show up as love, I'm an educator and I'm also a student.
0: feeling that everywhere <laughs> that's so good that's so good mother to many
3: hmm.
0: mother to many yeah wow thank you for presencing what's alive i love that and before we hit record Molly, you gifted a beautiful ritual into the space and so what i would love for us to do live together is to actually do it. And that is to really connect across dimensions, across space and time with all that brings us to this moment, the seen, the unseen, and to set a timer for 30 seconds. And with that, focus in on each of us to write, channel, whatever just comes through and then offer that as a koha to each other to really ground into the energy of the three of us here physically now, but everything that brings us into this moment. So uh, you're on the timer, Malu. Yes. Um shall we start with Michael? Yes. And is Michael channeling for Michael?
2: Um no, Michael is just receiving. Michael is is just receiving. Uh, and, and so, I guess, from, from the way that I've I've, I've seen this happen, and now uh, we're happy to flex. But Michael, we receive while well, both of us channel, and then mm-hmm. I'm on the hot seat, and then Jim is on the hot seat, and then we, we 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 have a buffet. We have a buffet. The meal, okay. Yes.
0: And the ritual into this. Um... You know, it's really a presencing and a grounding with the present moment and all that is. Like what's the ritual in to connect with this as a ritual?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's it's connecting with what you know and who you know to be true and what they're wanting to to, to gift Michael. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. what is what 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 is your people, what is the recipe of who you are wanting to gift Michael or gift the other the person in the hot seat?
0: Mm-hmm. What is the recipe? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right let's hit it and for those listening um this could be a beautiful experiment to pull the car over unplug from work stop studying i don't know give yourself a moment to really feel into someone that has a special place in your heart and give yourself this experience of Allowing the recipe of what brings you into this moment to connect with them there so that we can do it together. Oh, this is fun.
2: Let's go, let's go. Okay, are we ready? Yes, Michael. Oh well when you're ready to um, when you're ready, Michael, just tell me to press start.
3: Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Done. Woo.
0: Okay. Jimma. All right, you ready?
2: When you're ready, press oh, tell Jimma. us what's pressed. Are you yeah, so you ready with your pin?
0: Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh yeah, okay. I'm here.
2: Yep. Okay, so when you're ready.
0: ready-
1: Okay. Oh wait, sorry. What am I writing for? This time?
2: So you're writing you're writing towards Gemma. So channeling what Gemma. what what yes. what is gifting what are you what what is your people and what is yes. the risk you're yes. wanting to give to Gemma? Yeah. Okay. Thirty seconds. Start again when you're ready, Jim.
0: Ready go.
2: Boom. That's that's it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> me when you're ready. So when you're ready. And I'll for everyone
0: up. listening, let let yourself do this three times for three people that you love, three people that you hold near and dear in your heart. So go with us on this final journey, this final 30 seconds. Okay. All
2: right. And in three, two, one. Start.
0: Um. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: wow! What an exercise! I love it.
2: Yeah, it okay. Cool. okay. Yeah. So, did Sorry. you want to start um, first? We'll. we'll um, I'm Jim, and we can share with Michael.
0: Yeah. Okay, Michael, what I got for you? Love whatever arises. Love is in all things. Love is who you be. Love is your essence.
2: Malu. Um, so I got two words um, from my peoples. Um, mialhanisi. Um, mialhanisi. So hanisi is love, um, um, and mialhanisi is like the profo- the plethora of love. So there's various different types of love, and I feel like when they when, when I was gifted um, mialhanisi, it was like only you know the plethora of love that you have to give. Only you know. And only you can only you can articulate that. And only you can gift that to us. Um, and you can gift that to us by muaki. So muaki is, uh, mua means to move. And oki is to, it's kind of like the extension of moving. So muaki is another way to say your leadership in mi'ophanisi. So your leadership mm. in the beautiful plethora of ways that you can express and share your love. That's what my I feel like. Wanted.
1: I feel like you all had a lead-up conversation.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, of
0: course. <laughs> the synchronicity is a <are> world
3: <laughs> oh, so good All right. okay yeah. yeah Michael
0: did you want to
2: go first
1: yeah um, uh, yeah I got a bunch of words He I- was the word that came through limitless potential uh, creative potential, freedom, liberation, and limitless expression.
3: <laughs> I
2: see Thank that. you. Thank no. you. Um, so Gemma, I got um, three words for you. So huang Lile, so huang, um, it's kind of like huang is kind of um, very much similar to um, your, 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 your intuition or your inners, your inner, your inner, your inner behavior. So Huang is, Ang is behavior and who is kind of like the planting of. So it's like, to me, Huang Lele is, as Lele means great or good or, um, or good at. So I feel like for me, my people were saying to, to tell you clearly that you've got a great inner and you've mm. got a, like, you've got a great inner behavior. Mm. Um, mm. Holak Hoffel was my second one. Holak um, Hoffel means um, to, so holak is to, to, to turn over and hofu is like stones, like heavy, like stones. So holak hoffel is, um, and, and the way that they wanted to express that word to you is very much um, either, you're either really good at turning over stones or you need to stop turning over stones. So either like, if, if you're really good at it, you need to stop doing that. So you need to stop <laughs> turning over stones. Um so Horlak Hofu was the was the was the next one. And then um the 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 last one was very much like a really clear like this is um this is what you need to do very much and, and it was fumo hunger, which basically means you need to stand with your intuition. And it was like like a really black and white, like if you don't do that, you're gonna <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> And it was really black and white, like stand with your intuition or stand with your inner, inner behaviors.
0: Wow. (laughs) I'm so glad we did this. All right. Thank you. And for you, Angel, um, Michael, do you want to go first?
1: Yep. Cool. Yep. I got, um. Well, I actually got a sentence which is cool. Uh, Liminal water navigator is love embodied.
2: Hmm. Wax, yeah.
0: (laughs) So beautiful. Love embodied.
3: Hmm.
1: Love is the vehicle in that liminal space.
0: Beautiful. nuts. Mm. I received space, like big space. You create space. I see the space. I see your space. Bar galaxy opening, divine wisdom. so Mm. beautiful thank you for offering that in that's really cool i feel like this is our new rhythm (laughs) yeah we're not turning over any stones until we've done the rhythm
2: thank you (laughs) nice
1: (laughs) beautiful okay we should go stone stone stacking
0: yeah let's do that next (laughs) meetup. So this podcast is all about opening up a space to explore the new paradigm of leadership. What does that look like? What does that sound like? How does that feel? What comes up for you in that? And in two parts, one from a self-governance perspective, a self-leadership perspective, like what what you do with the inners, um, how you show up for yourself when no one's looking. In terms of what's moving through you, as well as your external leadership, like what it looks like to show up from a place of deep grounding and integrity with your calling, your purpose, your creativity, and also that excavating of your own inner experience, having that reflected externally in the ways in which you show up. And so I guess I just wanted to start with that question. What does the new paradigm of leadership look like and sound like for you in the here and now? Mm. Malu.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, that's such a beautiful question. And like to me, I just really want to honor that the ways in which you have um brought leadership from 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 hierarchy to 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 normality is is the most beautiful gift that I've re- I've personally received from you um, because um growing up in spaces and places, leadership was always something that I had to work for and had to to to, to really it was it, w- it wasn't in proximity to me. It was like yep, I lived in a chiefly family yet. We had roles and responsibilities and and I guess I didn't really get to mature with what leadership and self-leadership looks like for me. And Mm. I'd like to actually offer that maybe there's a lot of people who look at leadership as um, something that's not innately built in us. And, and mm-hmm. something that's not actually already with us. And we get to unlock the different stages of our own leadership. So that's me projecting my own journey with the word in proximity to the way that you ask this question in this season. So I just really want to honour that. Um, and I feel very much um, to be cheesy with it and just go straight into um, to Michael Jackson and Man in the Mirror. Because um, to me, I've, I'm, I'm really loving the way that I've been... A- a- Exploring how everything is very much just the self, um, and 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 in this body and in this realm and in and the specificities of my understanding and what I've consumed and accumulated as storytelling and story building and narrative building up until to this moment, um, I'm beginning to better and understand, um, based on my past experiences, that leadership is something that we we have to really nurture within ourselves and if you don't know what that feels like or you don't have an experience of it when you're looking outside to find that you're not you might not be born into a place where leadership is actually normalized where leadership is is standardized and where leadership is actually easily accessible and tools and and structures and systems that give you leadership or give you the feeling of being a leader is um is not present. And that's something that I feel that it's, that's the biggest, um, that's the biggest curtain that you need to push open yourself, you know, as, as understanding like, yeah, it's me. Like (laughs) the leader, (laughs) if you feel like something needs to shift in the moment, uh, step into your leadership. (laughs) It is you. (laughs) Sir, madam, look in the mirror, or if you don't have a mirror, just feel that irk that's like telling you to move and know that that's true. (laughs) Like, and that's why, uh, like right now, i uh within my role as um, um at my mahi and my work, as well as my role within my family and my role within uh, my own perception of my realities. I am really beginning to see that leadership for me is 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 entertaining that everybody's a transformative being. So when I when you look at all the different um ways that nature um mimics to us and mirrors to us about growth and process and transformation. Um, If we're to entertain innately that everybody that you're in proximity to is a transformative being, you then start to understand that everybody is an iron sharpening iron, and we're just in proximity to all the different irons in the world that are in their transformative process, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of all the structural systems that we know, and also that we don't know, we're all transformative beings in this moment. And in every moment that we're in, so um, I've I've come uh, I've come in proximity with um, the transformative being model, which I've which I've shared with my work, um, and it's it's b- to better understand that we're not all equipped with the same normality, we're not equipped with the same um, cultural norms or the cultural conditionings. We're not equi- We're not all equipped with it, with it, and that's the juice. That's the spice of our of our. That's the reason why we need that transformative um, lens to see everybody as a transformative being because then we're able to fully be transparent about the fact that we're all growing. We're all on this journey. We're all mm. learning something. We've all got stuff to gift into, into every moment. And discernment is where in the, in the safety and in the loving nature of trans- transparency, we're able to figure out if we're either translating, transferring or transforming. So those are the three um, paradigms that I've been working with in my work around if, you, uh, if, if I'm talking to you two and I don't recognize deeply that you two are transformative beings and you, you two don't recognize that I'm a transformative being, we're translating to each other. So we're not, we're, not, we're not talking with each other, we're translating to each other. And there's also positive things and negative things that comes with translation because misinterpretation, misconception, um, everything. I don't need to mansplain that. But once we both, once, once all the spirits in the room and once all the parties in the room understand that we're all transformative beings and deeply lead from that transparency, we're able to transfer gifts. And the gifts are all of our perspectives, all of our storytelling, all of our fragmented memories and all the ways in which we experience the sensory realm. And that's a transfer of gifts. And once we've transferred gifts with time and space, we're able to transform with those gifts. And I'm weaving in some of your language here: is that you get to try and buy, and, and you know, and and figure out if that was actually because everything's a gift. Yet some gifts are not meant to be embodied. You know, mm. some gifts are yours, and they're beautiful gifts. Doesn't belittle them at all, but it's not. It, it's not meant for me, and the way that I'm meant to lead in this world. So once I've tried on the gift, I'm able to transform with your gift that you've given me because I understand that we're iron sharpening iron. And once I'm transformed, I'm able to then articulate from a higher or not, I don't like to use the word, we're able to articulate from a sensory experience of wisdom to then go back and be able to translate to people who don't recognize their own transformative being. So it's a whole side. It's, it's a triangle. It works. It works in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, but that to me feels like like authentic, transparent leadership for me because it makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm okay to show up with my gift. I'm okay to to completely fuck it up, and I'm also okay to not know and to not look like I know mm. and not look like I have to feel. This, this facade of, of, of being like, I, I need to come with something. I'm like, well, you already have it. It's your lived experience. Your blueprint mm-hmm. is your lived experience. You have it. It's a koha. And then you can transfer that when you understand and people have built the transparent safety, we're able to transfer gifts. And that's when iron is being sharpened, is when we're transferring gifts. But the sharpening pains is when it's translating, when it's like, it's irking. And it's when, when you f- everybody's gone through those conversations where it's just like, it's just grinding. And I'm like, that's a part of the process. So let us not deny that. Translating and translation is a part of the process because it builds better articulation. It builds compassionate language. It builds compassionate awareness. And it builds a compassionate sensory experience of being like, oh, the p- transformative being in front of me is still, is still transforming into their being. You know what I mean? I've never said that before. So I'm just gonna like so that yeah. person, that person in front of me is still transforming into their being. And I get to be a reminder. So when I when when I when mm. especially when you're at a point where you 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 really understand that you're a to like understand and deeply understand that everybody's a transformed being, but specifically that I'm a transformative being, I can then start to talk and it doesn't matter about the language, it's about that that energetic exchange of being like this feels like a loving exchange. And if it doesn't. We get to then just stop right there and recognize that we get to. Re- this is a moment of reminding each other that we're transformative beings before we even get to transferring. But that's what it, that's that's what I've been working with right now as an invitation to you two to see if um, that that feels like a translation, a transference, and hopefully it gets to transform. And if it doesn't, it's okay because then it, you sharpen my focaccia. So my gifts are sharpened in, in community, and that's what I'm bringing to the table.
0: <laughs> What's alive for you, Michael?
1: Ooh. That was the whole thing right
3: there.
1: <clears throat> yeah, a lot of um synchronicities uh in your cord it all Molly. Uh but I feel that is something that we have cultivated over time. Uh, one breath um it's like and we've been doing that work you know sharpening each other and even as i say that it's like oof, it's hard to claim being iron sharpening your iron <laughs> so i thank you for that call to that and the leadership as well um and you do do that you do show up as a reminder to continue to um, exist in the transformation and to be in the flow of transformation. I feel like that's a beautiful gift that you have, Molly. Um, <clears throat> the new leadership paradigm um, feels like whakarongo, whakarongo, whakarongo. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: for me uh, in, this, in this kind of moment in time. Um, I'm learning that there are levels to how we listen and i'm learning that uh i've got a long way to go <laughs> uh, for whatever reason i mean there's we can get into um you know uh toxicity and all of that but i but it's here you know like my inability to really drop in uh, to the deeper level of whakarongo. Um or maybe not my inability i think that i can it's just that it's not habitual <laughs> and i'm strengthening that practice um so i suppose for context you know um the way that i look at listening um is that uh, three modes of listening uh, we whakarongo through questioning and thoughts we whakarongo through feeling and then we knowing and we might experience those things in the body of, of the mind uh questioning of the mind feeling of the heart and knowing of the of the puku or the guts or the pizzo. um and there was a time when this knowledge to me was like you know like research in a book or like reading a book or like distant from me um, but now it is personal um and it is felt in my mm. human experience Um, because the alignment of those modes of listening also align with um our three hearts. uh, what we might call the third eye or the pineal gland, obviously the heart the heart and um, and then the heart of the stomach. Which is another uh that um has been um growing my own leadership. Uh, so when I think about the where I've been, um, in terms of developing inner leadership, uh, it's been a cyclic loop between thoughts and feelings, a cyclic loop between our mind and heart. And the mind has been feeding on the bullshit for a long, 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 long time. And so I thought the journey ended when I learned to drop down into the heart to cancel the mind out or to find balance between with the mind. But, um, you know, to and that happens in so many moments for me um i call it one-upmanship well well yeah within this within this uh, trinity within this trophy one-upmanship and that is always present for me um so i'm always challenging this um being in spaces and not wanting to be in competition and so particularly in wine i will try to love that energy away or love that busyness of the mind away but it gets exhausting to be stuck in that loop of loving these things away these things that uh, yet, so, like you were talking about, Molly, to observe someone from the external and, and experience their transformation, but to observe from the heart and experience the mind's transformation, I wasn't doing that. You know, I was trying to love it away. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't letting those questions evolve into greater questions so that I could, uh, in the inner leadership, and that, um, you know, Michael, whatever that is, you know, can really come forward and those masks can start to separate and, and, and be examined. So, what that meant is that obviously there was a heart missing and there was a deeper level of whakarungo missing. And, um, you know, in working with you, Gemma, there was the term re parenting. Um, and I feel like the puku is the parent of these playful, the playful heart and mind, you know, the, mm. the tussling and the jostling heart and mind. And it's doing, um, I just said, you know, hey, I wonder how many times I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, jostling. <laughs> <you
0: see. laughs> <laughs> I'd totally forgotten yeah. so you've just yes. reminded me now
1: yes, yes. call me out um, this, you know like <laughs> down here in this place of um, the foku, uh the reason perhaps why it felt so blocked up is because this is the place of creative potential, this is the place of identity and sexuality and so Oh man, am I really going to obliterate what I know about sexuality and what the world tells me about sexuality to dive into who I am? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, I am going to grow my kills. Yes, I am going to do the thing. um, Because you must, I must, or else I'm just exhausting myself in the cycle of thought and feeling, thought and feeling, thought and feeling, without mm. any parent, parent to care for that. For that, uh, what, what's happening, you know, on the inside, and when we when I develop this place of ihi, creative potential, limitless potential, when I start to explore myself um, through the lens of sexuality. And I say that because I've explored myself through other lenses, but have not afforded myself to drop down into the gut space to, uh, to look at myself through the lens of sexuality, because it's so tapu. It's so, you know, uh, you know like in this world, it's like, whew, you know, you are not welcome to take down the walls of um, gender identity. <laughs> you know, like, um, and then, and and yeah, and and move into liminal, move into transience, move into an experience where um, I exist somewhere between masculine and feminine, but I'm trying to move and figure figure it all out. And I'm watching the party, you know, or I'm watching the dance between heart and mind, and witnessing, and and being able to, as you say, Malu, remind them. Remind them that they are in transformation. Um, And that we are transforming together. And in that sense, you know, the one loop becomes two loops and two loops together. That's like eternal. (laughs) That's infinity. And so, you know, in my heart and in my mind, that means I get connection to the eternal. That means I get to connect with the atua. That means I get to connect with my tipuna through the flow of now all of these hearts, all of these levels of all coming into alignment. Uh, but like the animals outside, you know, I get to to hear the stillness and the peace that I've been asking for all my all my life. Um, and it's this place is not this place of creative potential is not just about source, sourcing creative expression. It is a lens in which I can view my life. A totality lens, the eternal lens, the atua guided lens, the spirit lens, mm. the ancestor lens, the inner child lens. It's all of those things. Um, and so what was once noise can now be puku can be stillness. And I get to look at what really matters now. Um, well, I get to look from this place um, with all of that, wraparound, care, you know, with all of that interdimensional <laughs> you know love present uh, with me from a place of stillness and clarity and creative flow. And what that does for me now, when I look at my life is it's so brand new to me now, uh brand new to me at the moment, too, to be looking at my life like. um, and when I look at things like love, I now see that um, different aspects of what it what it is, you know. And and how I can fill oh I did it <laughs> how I can fill um you know make my experience of love more full um, particularly in relationship um, yeah so things like sacrifice and how that interweave with love start to come into play and I look at my life and I and I think man where am I sacrificing a question that I couldn't ask myself before without this kind of insight. Um because we are my sacrificing in relation to love for weaving into love um, yeah, so that having this and and we i suppose a shared language between us is um the the reparenting lens uh is feels really critical in terms of how uh I move forward uh, into the new paradigm of leadership mm.
0: yeah, wow. I'm sitting here really feeling into what you've shared through those three lenses of what does it feel like viscerally, like in my gut, what is, what feels truth, what feels like truth and then feeling from that heart space just this expansion and an opening and an unraveling and disestablishing and Mm. a recreating and a remembering and then (laughs) from up here it's just like (laughs) stop turning over the
1: rocks
0: (laughs) go and get a massage go and have a float and (laughs) i'm so dumb and i love it (laughs) I love it, and I get to honor all three. So I love that you have brought this forward, and the the bridge in there around reparenting. And I feel like I want to contribute that into the space for people listening. Mm. That reparenting is this beautiful thing that we can do for ourselves, where we connect with our inner standing. I love how you've been using that word, Molly. The inner standing of what is. It's like I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm over this, I'm excited, I'm confused. Whatever is alive, being able to meet that and attune to that like you would a small child coming to you in distress, coming to you with a curiosity. You attune and meet them where they are and in the same way you can attune and meet yourself where you are at and see what's alive. Okay, you're feeling confused, what do you need right now? what feels good do you need someone to sit here and listen and be with the confusion because i'm here i'm not going to abandon you i'm not going to deny this i Mm. can sit here and validate this experience with you right now and this is a you to you conversation that you offer yourself and reclaim your power in doing so and in this process of reparenting you honor your own needs and meet them and in doing so, being able to kind of offer yourself this validation, this attunement, and this ability to, yeah, it's, it's the reclamation of your own power as a creative, creator being. And I'm experiencing that now through a new lens with these three uh, ways of listening and in this transformative being model. And i'm I'm curious to come back i'm co- curious to come back to where you were, malu, just around the discernment as you sit in a space of translating where you honor yourself as a transformative being, that you're on a journey and you get to honor them as a transformative being on their journey, and so mm. often you know perhaps we have a perception or an idea or a projection that we want to spew out onto a particular person or situation to have them overcome their hurdle and skip through their pain. But that's, that's not what we're being invited to do necessarily. And so I'm curious, what happens in the moment of translating where they are yet to honour themselves as transformative beings, what do you? What are you then invited into in your leadership in that moment? Mm.
2: Beautiful, beautiful question. Um, great curiosity. I just want to make sure that I'm I'm really understanding what you're asking. So you're asking. So in that moment where you're in proximity to people um, who are from your from your perception that they don't honour their own. Their own me to me conversations, and they're giving you the this, the this, this signs or signals that um, they're 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 still not not fully embrace of the of the transformation being. Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah. Mm. How do you love in that moment? What does that look like from your lens?
2: Mm. Um, one hundred percent. To me, I feel like um, because we're 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 we're, we're for me, anyways, and in my experience, um, I'm not used to confrontation, and I feel like confrontation and learning from Teo um, from from um, Rāru is the beginning of growth. So arguments and friction and 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 the, the sharpening is the beginning of growth, right? So because it, it's going to give you growth regardless of if it's good or positive. And I feel like um, the first thing that came to my mind about what I do in and those moments is that. Um, I check my, my me-to-me conversation because I'm noticing that this person is is, is mimicking to me, me, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, this has nothing to do with this person. This has everything to do with me and I'm noticing this. And then if I notice this, how do I honor this while at the same time still very much sharing space with this person? And not to match the, because to me, I'm like, never to match the energy, never to match the energy hold space for your energy and hold space for the way that you are coming through as a transformative being, because you have the power to do that. I have no power over somebody else's um, journey and the way that they tell stories, because to me, it's a story accumulation. And that story is now present colonizing the moment. So when, when your story accumulation um, uh, is mm-hmm. so good, like I feel like we're one of the things that we're, that I'm beginning to understand about myself is that I'm a really great storyteller, but also I'm a really, I'm an even better story keeper. And if I know that I'm a better story keeper, how am I invited to being a great story releaser to meet the presence, to meet the right. moment. So if I'm not so like, if, cause it's, it's about front loading an experience fam. We, 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 for me, I front load an experience all the time of being like, Oh, I'm going to this moment. I need to prepare myself. La, 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 la. And I'm like, let it all go
3: let it all go Mm -hmm.
2: surrender to the presence and it's gonna feel yuck and ugly because we don't know how to stay and be in proximity we always run or we like for me and my experience Mm. of it we're always like that person's just not awake or that person's just doesn't know themselves and i'm like is it really about that person And, and I'm like, yes, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, you might find a common understanding and a common common thread that, yep, that person still, but I'm like this, that person's story accumulation is a part of the moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it the is. reason why that, ca- that person's coming here, maybe this is the first time this person is in proximity to what a transformative leadership looks like. And I'm like, that's that person's first experience of it. Allow them the dignity to fucking fail through it
3: someone mm-hmm. allowed me
2: the dignity to fail through it right? and i'm like allow people the dignity to fucking be mad that they weren't exp- they weren't exposed to this shit allow people the dignity to be fucking hurt that they mm-hmm. weren't they 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 didn't receive this as a child and i'm like those th- that's that's when for me education becomes really transformative because we're allowing people to feel the loss to feel the grief to feel the hurt in our classrooms which are supposed to be safe first spaces i i'm not i don't subscribe to the um, the perspective that we build safe space we build safer spaces when we lean into the spirits of the room and they are determining and they are self self proclaiming that this is what's safe for me cuz like what's safe in the classroom walls is not actually safe. That's a falsehood of what safety is. And then people go outside of those walls. And I feel like these we need disclaimers upon disclaimers. Like we need disclaimers on this. Be like, what safety in the classroom is is actually just another form of it's a diluted version of dictation, for me. It's a it's a diluted version of the state dictation. And if education isn't about sharing space and sharing the gifts that are transferred so that we can be transformed it's unsafe because then we are discoursed into thinking what normality is is somebody in the front of the classroom that will tell me the answers and tell me the recipe and the ingredients to what it means to be a leader and I'm like that's not safe practice because you're not mirroring what it is to be a safe practitioner of love a facilitator of love and that's what it means to me when I look and I'm heavily passionate about this. Like I, I, I'm unapologetic the fact that I'm I'm passionate about this because I'm done with all the falsehoods and all of the hierarchies of status and PhD accumulations. I love your PhDs. Your PhDs ain't meeting me in the present. Your knowledge ain't meeting me in the present. Period. And I'm like, how does that? How do you become an invitation or a reminder? And that's where I'm like, if your knowledge is so potent, how does it become an invitation and a reminder so that you can meet the spirits in front of you? And if that's not what it's about, then I don't feel safe in your space. I don't feel Mm -hmm. safe to transfer my gifts, which nine times out of 10, I'm like, yo, your terminologies, I live your terminologies. So I might've not met colonization, but I met all of the oppressive systems that that, that are attached to the terminologies. And I'm like, I have lived your definitions and i'm learning a new terminology and that's a lot of the time in my experience where education is actually just providing us a lock a a lock a key to unlock our own experiences because the key is the terminology but the definition i'm like we all have lived we've all lived that we've all experienced oppression in some way shape or form
3: Hmm.
2: me to me like i retreat now
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. and insane, mm. scene <laughs> like, right. nah more rocks, more rocks. <laughs> more rocks.
2: so yeah mm. I feel like for me that's like uh, the short answer is allow people the dignity to feel mm. allow people the dignity to grieve allow people the dignity to, to, to feel the trauma because in my experience a lot of the people that actually resonate deeply with what I'm offering to the table are pakiha. In my experience, and it's Mm. because the spirit is not what is being accessed from my perspective, um, they haven't had a spiritual transformation. And it's not, it's not because I'm, I'm, I'm overarchingly saying all Pakia's are not spiritual, but it's like, where is our sensory experience of how we tap in from our bodies into what it means to have a safe spiritual transparency.
3: Mm, Feeling that. Mm. Yeah
2: and it's not so it's not a color issue it's it's a it's a the structures and systems that allow us to have these sensory experiences are building unsafe spaces and perfect perspectives perspectives of normality mm-hmm. and that's that's the part that where i'm like okay if it's a structural and, and and systems issue i feel like we can we can we need we need compassion and love in this space and i'm like i so this is where I'm like, we're meant to be hypocrites of our past because I used to really listen to the words and it was probably because the, the teachers in the front were saying love, compassionate, understanding, and all those things. And I'm like, girl, I know you don't believe your words. Like You feel it. I can, yes, thank you. Thank you. Like my from my from my ears, my heart and my gut, thank you, Michael, is telling me that you're telling me to be compassionate while you're yelling at me? Mm. Mm-hmm or while you sit on your high horse and pretend that you've never had an uncompassionate moment in your life. And mm. then you're judging me as someone that's, and I'm like, bruv, you just projected to me. Now I carry your story for extra.
0: Like, mm. mm. Holy shit.
2: But I'm really interested to see what you feel about this because I feel like in my head, you've had two different models. So you've had whakorongu, whakorongu, whakorongu and then you've had the transformative model being. Do we need a pause so that Michael can re-enter?
0: <laughs> Where's Michael gone? <clears throat> and scene. Done. Yeah,
2: seen. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm done.
0: Done. Said what I need to say. Heard <laughs> what I need to hear. And I'm done. <laughs> he will come back when he's meant to. Here, yes. I feel like that was so divine. Yeah, I'm. It's so fascinating where we where we start to notice the models in which we are experiencing life. And I love that about how we share space and time together. He's back.
1: That's oh, <laughs> so good. Quartered beast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, he needed to take a minute. He needed to take a moment. for <laughs>
0: I had to turn it on and off at the wall
1: oh man I was listening to that whole corridor, but it was just like a zoom in of your eyeball Uh, it was epic like actual the screen had actually zoomed into your eyeball and I was like yeah that's right (laughs) that's right let's go into there
2: I have the
3: tiger
1: it's
2: the thrill of the
3: fight
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was my move
3: Mm.
1: oh where do i start um there's just uh mully there's so much to leap off there um go there talking about what happens in the presence of that moment where nobody is allowing anything
2: silencing mechanisms i tell Uh, you
1: yes But even in a positive light, where we no one is in the position of allowing, where it's just unfolding, and my pondering is, man, how do I get to that place? (laughs) You know, like um, because I I experience what Malu is talking about um, in relation to others. Mostly, I experience that in isolation with my inner world. yeah, a friend of mine. He was like, uh, uh, "What did he say?" Um, no, that's that's gone. <laughs> it slipped. Um, but I'm I'm always reflecting these this this leadership back on my inner world. Um, and even in that moment, you know, when I'm present with somebody else <laughs> um, and trying to identify and recognise and see that that transformation happening what what usually happens or the narrative that runs is um it's all good because you've done this you've looked at your rage like this before and if you can tra- if you can look at your rage as a thing that's transforming then you can certainly see this human being in front of you right here right now um doing their work uh and then and then a softening happens This is you get to move right like there is, no, there is no deeper eternal state of whakarunga. You get to move and then I can go back up to the heart and explode on that person. <laughs> I am here with you. Like my whole heart is here with you. And I've said those exact words. Um, there's been times when I've been in Wananga before where I'm like, oh man, malu stopped coming into my brain.
3: <laughs>
1: and I have to reference you both before I... Before I say what is being channeled, essentially, it's like you've you you have both made your way into that the ida for me, you know, like into that whakapapa of where I find true wisdom, um, and so I get to, no, and I will say to someone, my heart is fully here with you, and it's like it's such a blissful moment for me, um, to feel that, to feel that. And then just like, and now I get to drop down and know it as well, which is a beautiful difference. It's so brand new. I'm just loving the magic of it. Uh, I often describe things as like being a, I feel like I'm a, you know, you know, like I'm a baby in this world, but what better way to explore this, all of this stuff than as a baby who's loving the magic of it all. Um, and when I'm, when I'm in that state with other people, when the heart is just wide open, green arms, green, green arms, just Hulk arms, yeah, yeah, come on, Hulk <laughs> arms just spreading <laughs> <I'm
3: asking> <laughs> out,
1: <laughs> just spreading out, you know, or like green wings spreading out, which I've literally seen just sprout out of Molly's back and out of your back, Gemma. <laughs> Um it's like, wow, man, like, I get to, I get to be here in this moment as this, no more, no less, you, you know, and you notice you you can notice the pinging you can notice mm mm and atua also now i'm feeling how they want to come into the room and be there and how like if i my heart is open it's like unlock you know like unlock and then they just start coming through and being in the room and you can be in a pitch black black dark room and just feel nothing but love in this cuz like she is the mother of all mothers, and she's just folding into the dark, it's extended her love into the dark and um, and just I love to be able to bring our atua through in those moments when I'm discerning and ask for their support and ask for their help. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's times when I miss I often call myself a father who knocks on his daughter's door too early, you know, after we've had a bit of a row or an argument. You know because i just want to go in there and squeeze her with a hug you know and be like i love you but it's like wait a minute there's opportunity for stillness let the atua go to work in there (laughs) you know her atua let her come alive in there and go to work with her Mm." and um it's intuitively felt it is a sensory experience um to come into that noticing with other people. Yeah. But, but I suppose, yeah, like I said, it's like, I can, I can do, I can do anybody. <laughs> I can be with anybody. Cause I've had to be with my ugly rage before, you know, so I could mm. I could be here with you and the light comes on. Yeah. The green light comes on.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: Wow. This has just activated so much inside me, what you both have shared deeply, like deep noticings. Um, Now I feel quite emotional actually and radically transformed by what it is that you've shared and seeing the ways that I had been stuck in translate myself, like my whole life on some things. Like, and really inviting in healthy shame around this. Mm. Shame is welcomed here in this Mm. experience where Mm. I can own and be responsible for and precise in the specific situations where this is unfolded as well as seek to discover the gifts and process what is now felt from the knowing of this in my body mm. that I have not been a practitioner of love. I've been a practitioner of separation and of judgment and really being able to notice the part of me that has driven that in my inner world and the papa of where that part came from mm. but what I'm noticing as an experience and what you're both sharing is this beautiful weaving now of love in all things and I feel like this has been a message that's been consistently coming through for some time with you both but I'm feeling it, perceiving it, sensing it. It's like a multi-sensory experience of like, even thinking about something like management and perhaps what I had learned in the education system. Like love is not spoken about in the ways that we manage. It could appear in a philosophy or in a way of managing Mm. but I feel like what I'm noticing now is like this really deep connection of love truly in all parts of the embodiment that I bring into anything and how restorative, restorative that is in this moment, how I can honor the shame that comes up from noticing all the times that I have driven disconnection and and in honest, in all honesty, I'm taking a really good hard look at the relationships in my life, and noticing the role that I play with my trauma in leaving, and moving on from dynamics because love is so truthful and painful in its truth,
3: mm. and love I'm really that. Yes. I'm
0: really feeling that all now. And I, yeah, thank you so much for bringing this forward. I feel like I get to now apply both of these models in an internal sense and in doing so deepen the connection that I have within myself so that I can deepen the connection in the ways that I meet others. So, and in doing so, cultivate more love for where they are, when they are. As transformative mm.
1: beings Gilda, Gilda
3: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: wow. wow,
1: yes, you said the word separation, and um man, I don't know why but it really stuck out, uh, and I think it's like human to separate things, like. And even thinking of Atua and separation of rangi and papa and then what what filled that space was marama, the light you know um and who doesn't want that <laughs> who doesn't want to separate so that there's more light like we go out as in healer mode or whatever it is and we want to create and gift and share and be in light but we know now that love is in the dark too mm-hmm. mm. and so what does it mean really mean and this is me to me um talking this is my experience. What does it really mean to sit there then
3: yeah,
1: and what is it what what happens when when I'm starting to ponder that the liminal is actually the all knowing and the all loving not the lost, the void is actually the all knowing Hmm. And the unknowing and the ignorant all at once Mm. and then taking that idea and putting them on as a lens and a way of seeing the world and the way and as a way of being with my masks and as a way of being with people in transformation so like now i can take shame off turn it around with these glasses off or with this you know and look at it and it's like i can only look at you as Part of me i can only look at you as a as a child of what i am like, shame you know i can only look at you this way with these glasses on no other way and that's a learning that i have taken from, mm. from hini mm-hmm. nui te po. yeah no my no my ki wānanga hini nui te po. come through works mm.
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm. um Jim, I'm actually interested to hear if um you were, because I feel like you were on a roll. Do you do you have anything else to say into that? Because I really I'm I'm really interested um if, if you had anything else to say in there.
3: I'm I- so done with you. <laughs> it's the cheeky grin. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I feel, I feel like there has been such a beautiful journey in <clears throat> coming home from the disconnection. And I guess what's alive right now is, is linking in with conversations we've had previously to what you've brought up in the here and now, Michael, is just really noticing the ways in which my feminine essence has been not safe to be expressed or seen and that as the earliest memories seeing that femininity as something that was unsafe enabled me to very strategically create some adaptions and those adaptions then uh, meant that I was living from a place of inauthenticity of my essence of who i be and it's been a beautiful unraveling to notice the ways in which i have kept my essence safe by allowing myself to take on more masculine energy and masculine ways of being and doing Um, and that in this homecoming with love it's like the most beautiful turning of rocks <laughs> to see the ways in which I have kept myself safe. And where I have felt dis-ease, where I have felt dysregulation, where I have felt misalignment, where I've felt separation, where I have felt translation, the more that I get honest with myself, the more that I'm noticing that actually this is, coming from the masculine, not the feminine. And the feminine, when (laughs) I create the safety within myself for that energy and essence to be because we understand minimum standards, boundaries, we communicate, we identify our needs. These are the languaging that I use to create safety within myself myself. Uh, to honor my 28-day cycle, use that as a framework for decision-making, whatever. When I can create that safety within myself, I then give permission slip for that embodiment of my divine feminine energy and essence to be with what is here. And I'm Mm -hmm. noticing in this conversation that that comes to life more and more in that model of listening in those three ways and in your model of transformative beings to bring love in all things in who I be to meet what is. And I just am really grateful for that because I am on this journey of really reclaiming that femininity and honoring that and allowing that to radiate through my essence even though it's really uncomfortable even though it also brings up a lot to be processed um that's what's here so thank you for the invitation love to hear what that brings up for you no i i'm
2: I'm like Michael did you have also um other um koha to finish cuz sorry to sideswipe, but I felt like you 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 did um, mm. talk about separation and it's a beautiful share with hene, um Hini or... yeah. oh, um Inuitipo or
1: aye yeah.
2: um and I feel like there was um there's a beautiful there's a there's I could see and I could hear a beautiful intersection between both your um all. but I wanted to offer as well Michael did you have anything else to to offer I oh,
1: could really um <laughs> it's like it's in action, eh? The, the reminders, <laughs> it's just like yeah, Mulu just does it. <laughs> um, it was, it was, I um almost went into like this. I oh, mean, I interjected, but but I feel like she really held that quarter all even more. So, really glad that she came through. Um, uh, there, we often don't talk about um, hene titama, which was in a human form and when we don't talk about a human form we don't talk about her human experience um, and so we lose so much of what the, the you know of that female deity's human experience and for me as a man in relationship with women um, that that meant that I was often only always ever looking for the sacred because the mother of all mothers the only story i knew about her was her sacred embodiment is heninuitipo it made it to me a very difficult person to be with was <laughs> like you got to be on their sacred game 24 7. what Cause i don't know how to honor the human experience of the feminine and this is new to me and i'm learning this mm. And it's, but it is similar, it is similarly intertwined into these modes of um, adaptation. These modes of adaptation to, as a young boy, survive, um, to fit in as a teenager. And then we are the role models for me as a man. We are the role models that know these stories if we're just consistently telling um, through the lens of men. And I feel like because of my attachment to stories and and my love for story, um, I've been able to dig in and find myself in Wainanga where I can hear the other sides, these other sides of stories, these other perspectives and perceptions that it just have just changed my life, like it will forevermore change my life. Um, I hear those stories in being a father to two young daughters, <laughs> like just being their dad. Um, but but there was so much, and so, yeah, so then even the the divine masculine is struggling to be honored in my human experience then because I'm always trying to escape um these perceptions or malu you know um the that colonized I guess um mindset that has infiltrated around what a Tani should look like um. And being in that jostle. Uh, and that is a constant place of separation and otherness. And it's like, it's perpetually done to, I'm going to say, I was going to say ourselves, but it's potentially per- done to myself without the weaving in and the necessity of um, pl- other plights of life. Um, that are unidentifiable with the lens in which, you know, socially we view the world. Um, and so when when I am sown in deeper into this understanding through the whakapapa of um, our atua and that their humanness, um, then I come to the realization, um, and I feel like this is also unearthing in the social context to just the multitude of one, and that are happening out there in te ao Māori, but of being hit, um, hitua, hitangata, you know, um, both divine or godly or godlike, and or or just God <laughs> uh, and human, and that each of these things are in awe of each other. There is no differentiation between um, the human experience and the divine experience. Both are in awe of each other. And so, my learning now is to. Um, I've been sitting with her puraka with her story and experiencing and being there with Tikama um, and a human experience. Uh, and it's incredibly enlightening. Um, and it is a painful, there's no doubt that it is a painful journey to traverse for anyone's eyes uh, man, woman, anybody. Um, but the resounding um, essence of Hene Nui Te and Hene Titama, one and the same story is, um, to circle back, is love in everything, mm. even across the threshold into the void, just dispersed. Mm. And this is this is where I'm finding that connection between love and sacrifice as well that I mentioned earlier. That um, it was a, she sacrificed her life, you know, to go across the threshold into the underworld, and and then sacrificing her love, who uh, sacrificing her life, her love dispersed and filled that void.
2: Can I ask a curious question? Like bring that closer to home. what does that mean for you as a me to me conversation? Mm. <clears throat>
1: uh, it it means that in relationship and in relating to others um that that when those things come up, that that ask us to recognize and identify a transformation, that my, the scope is there, you know, that I can see these things as they arrive, that I can see these things with clarity. Um, and not just from the position of separation, but from knowing that what they're experiencing is sewn into my whakapapa as well not just as um, a mirror, but that this experience um, that comes alive in the present is like instantaneous weaving of whakapapa, like that we are here together. Yeah, and that, that, you know, talking earlier before about the, that all of this comes alive, all of that comes alive. Um, The love comes alive. And yeah, I really feel like that is a gift. That is the gift from the mother of all mothers um, that we remember each other, the gift of remembrance. Yeah. Mm. And yes, sorry. And in that personal way, in my home, that means that, man, I get to be a far more in tuned partner and father. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: It's beautiful and for you Malu what do you see
2: um a beautiful so i've got these three narratives that 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 are that are in proximity and intersect with each other as well as um, are in proximity to both of what you you both have offered because um, Michael so potent and I, so I'm inspired by both of what you two have just um Really caught into this moment, Um, Michael. Your observation around separation, and then your kōrero around how it actually is quite normal for 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 us to be in separation, and nature mimics that to us. um, That inspired Mm -hmm. me to feel about into the fact that if separation is our normality, then the space in between, the va, the luminal space, is what brings us connection. Do you know what I mean? So like. If separation so separation <laughs> is normality, the um the, the space in between our separation is actually the bridge. Oh and the more God. that we focus into that um into that bar, <laughs> into that luminal space, into that transient space, that's when we can actually figure out what the he is of why we're separated. You know, the the, the potentiality of the, the separation. So I feel like that's what happens with storytelling as well around when your story, when you privilege your story, your story is separated from an ecosystem of stories. Mm-hmm. So your truth is attached to an ecosystem of truths. Yeah. And when you separate your story as, as in privileging your story around, everybody's narcissistically doing that. Um, claim it, own it. Um, and then... The connection back and the space between your story and how far you've taken that, and and um, from from the ecosystem or from the homecoming of that story, is is the var and is the space in between all of these um, and the luminal space and the transformative space between. Where your story has its own modi, and your because as soon as you articulate a story, yes. it lives and, and it seeks to live in different bodies, right? So that's that's the power of hanuchu, is that it seeks to live in different and homes. So when you tell a story, when you tell a perspective, you share a, your koha from your from from your papa of your koha. It, it seeks to live in different homes. So if it seeks to live in different homes, the connection back is the, is the VAR. So that's the sacredness. The sacred relational space between separation is the luminal space. Um, so that's my that's my first perspective. My uh, my second perspective came through um, around, everybody's seen the yin and yang, right? Everybody's seen, seen the yin and yang. And the quote that came to mind while you two were talking was, what seeks to divide is actually uniting us, you know? So the, the the circle, it goes circle and yin and yang. And this goes back to what you were talking about, um, masculinity and femininity, the yin and yang. Um, so the circle is there. So I'll just use my my, my hairline as the, as, the, as the bridge. Oh, right now. So the circle <laughs> is there. My hairline is the bridge. Um, and people forget that we're the circle. We're not yin and yang. We're the circle. <laughs> So I'm like, regardless of if you think it's it's it, you're your 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 yin or yang, you're the circle.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you're not yin or yang, you're the circle, you're the you're the vessel of yin and yang, and you will always be carrying yin or yang and its own facets and its own ways, and it's always mimicking yin and yang because you're the circle. But you focus mm-hmm. your energy, your ihi, Focus your energy on one on or on another, which is what I loved about your intelligence, Gemma, is that you're able to specify and pinpoint where you're you've had to 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 protect an like a part of your of your energy because it's unsafe, and I feel like. This is something that is about a, a part of silencing mechanisms. When when, when is it, it's unsafe for us to give people dignity to feel, grieve, and hurt, and mourn, we build unsafe spaces so that people can then separate stories from ecosystems of truth,
3: mm. which then...
2: Makes us all feel like we have to show up with faces, and show up with 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 facades, show up with masks, and show up mm. in a way that that benefits other people, as opposed to benefiting our own truth, and why we feel so unsafe in public. And that's mm. that's, that's my koha number two, and my koha number three, I guess, is um is I just want to honor my mom in this moment because um my mom has got a quote and, um, um, and I love it. And the fuck up, up of the quote is, is, um, because we're driving and whenever I'm like really, because bo- I'm, I'm really good and I'm just going to honor myself and my skills. I'm really good with directions. Um, my mother, no. <laughs> so, so, so my mother loves to do her own thing, drive everywhere. And I've, I've come to the understanding that <clears throat> I need to really honor the fact that my mom does not like um, directions. Um, so one of her quotes to me was who's fucking the duck every time I would basically like, every time I'm like, I'm like, go this way, go this way. And it's basically telling me to shut the fuck up. You're on the, on the passenger seat. Like, but the, her her quote is who's fucking the duck. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, in these moments when we're driving. And so, so that's the, 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 the planting of that quote. But what I'm wanting to take that quote about is that, we're all storytellers, right? And we all know that we're storytellers, and we're story keepers, and we're story. We're, we're com- continuously weaving in story. But in if you're fucking the dark, you're driving, okay? And you only have five passengers in you, and and the car. So, what are the five stories that is keeping you enriched in this moment? And mm-hmm. if those five stories have no proximity to the moment, in this moment specifically, we've already front loaded this experience. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Or if, let's say, if I drove here on this car, and this car, my body drove here, these five Fokaro that I'm carrying, have I released all of them so that I can absorb new Fokaro, or am I just regurgitating old Mm -hmm, Fokaro? And I'm like, as a storyteller, when I'm starting to hear patterns of repetitive stories, I'm like, ooh. How do I honor the fact that this is a, like, you know, this is a cycle of a story from somebody who continuously is weaving the story. And it, the, I guess to me, what I perceive when I hear repetitive stories is that you're, you're still attached to it. You're still wayfinding options on how you release the story and finding remedies. But also the story is like you've carried it as a baby and now you're babying it. And when you baby things, you protect your baby. And that's where it becomes hurtful as story keepers is when you baby a story for too long, you are now front loading an experience. And I'm like Mm. that from my experience anyway, so I'm not saying everybody does this, but from Mm. my worldview and from my specificity, I'm experiencing a lot of people who are, who are in cycles of stories that then I start to be like, okay, how do I honor myself? And how do I, how do I actually surrender to the fact that maybe I just need to be honest and lovingly honest right now and be like, this is a pattern. And I've only been brave enough to do that uh, like a number of times. And in my delivery, it kind of sucked, if I'm being honest. In my delivery, it kind of sucked. Yet, in honoring the fact that um, there's no, I I haven't figured out the perfect like step-by-step answer to have this sacred exchange. But I feel very much strongly that if we don't understand that, separation from, from, from our mothers and the var between and the sacred relational space in between is what unites us back to who we are and who we really mo remembering who we are. We're going to be holding stories of separation for too long. And that's the stories of separations are actually not, that's a falsehood to me. That's an untruth. That's, mm-hmm. we're not separated at all. We're, we're very much what, 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 seeks to separate us actually unites us mm. so those are the three patterns that were <clears throat> inspired or three stories that were inspired mm-hmm. when i'm live hearing stories that are being woven together and i want to see where, where you're in proximity to those 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 three perspectives
0: yeah well what's really alive for me right now is I didn't even know how long we've been going for. And I feel like we've got to come to a close at some <laughs> point. So I feel like for the purpose of the podcast and everyone listening, we're coming to a close soon. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, I'm feeling this may be like the last round of shares. I, I usually <laughs> for people listening, we will sit and do this till like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. We might be near a river (laughs) at the Hawks on a mountain in the lounge. So, you know, I'm just mindful that we have a container here Mm. and honoring that. So I'm presencing that. And then what I'm really connected to is in this moment, what's true for me is that that becomes possible with a deep connection to who I be. If I don't have the connection to who I be, my identity is in how I storytell about everything else because I have no grounding in who I be, not my, what I do, who I be in my energy and in my essence. And that comes from creating a space to be with what is and For me, it looks like actively working with coaches, healers, practitioners who can hold a space for me and help me understand the stories that I have created that have caused separation from myself and others and from myself. Mm. Mm. And in doing that work, pulling back everything that was never mine to pick up and try on and get to be in proximity to my soul truth. So what you just ex- explained for me is like, yep, that's possible. That was not possible for me 18 months ago, two years ago, not possible. Yep. I couldn't see me. I couldn't see and feel and experience the authenticity of who I be. Now with love as the healing balm and treatment, I can, and that becomes possible. And there is then an ability to surrender and release within the moment to meet what is there. Mm. So that's, what's there for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a good okay. slap in the face. That was a good slap in the face. Yeah. Um, I think writer passage comes alive for me um and in the context that it's a story that i need right now and it's okay that i'm transforming and translating and using and using that story right now um because i'm not there this is like this is like the i mean i drop into that place in wainanga in different spaces but it is so new to me to know I'd also become so attached to the story of unknowing um, and unravelling and I was just getting comfortable with it and then (laughs) now I've been introduced to knowing and that the relationship of of these things, um, yeah, it's been a lifetime of um, distancing from, yeah, the liminal uh you know the um the life that is in transience i thought for the the longest time i thought i was pretty sure sure of myself definitely full of myself (laughs) Uh, and i'm I'm, i feel comfortable where i am yeah i feel comfortable where i am Uh, and maybe that's a problem You know, like if it is that, no, I love this this thing because it's not just the edge of the circle. It's like everything beyond the edge, like all of that. <laughs> all of that is what we miss if I'm just here within a story. Um, and that feels like mind-blowingly expansive.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that's where the limitless potential is, I think and and then of course what is like beyond the edge is also woven into um <laughs> what's inside the headline, <laughs> uh as Molly was talking about around um uh you know the the presence of uh what what i'm saying is in nui and all things um and, and being in in the va that connective tissue or story um yeah i yeah i feel like this is moving through that flow um and challenging every space
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's
1: highly necessary Mm. yeah
0: love that and Wait. what's dropping in what's dropping in now is just like the importance of <laughs> I feel like this is our <laughs> new friggin thing. Wait, is
3: that...
0: <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. part of the process. There's something for me about the, the sacredness of containers and of boundaries. And what I'm feeling and noticing now is like like the language can create a container for the experience, the round creates the boundaries of what is and isn't so that it can be experienced. Otherwise Uh it all is. And that feels like safety to me, like having a shape, a form, something for, For it to be held and expressed in. Mm. And I almost feel like this is what I've been negotiating with myself about lately is like having boundaries around exploring some of the stuff. And I feel like, you know, what you were saying at the start about leaving the rocks, I'm just like shook from my people to your people. Thank (laughs) you. Because what I'm feeling and noticing lately is like this stuff is just like limitless and we, should create boundaries with it and I feel like this is the edge of my insanity where I dance up against insanity often to see where that edge is of how far I can dance with this limitless whatever
2: Yes. I, f- I feel I'm um, very much, so that's, 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 that, like the, the, the circle is very much the focado of stories. So the different stories that you carry in the car with you. So if you're, you're the, you're, you're in the car and you're driving the car, everybody's the driver. Um, the five stories that you carry, we're only meant to be able to carry five stories at a time at, in our vessel. Right. Mm. And if we're carrying more than five stories, bruv, you're confusing yourself with your intersectionalities. Like, and then you're projecting that. Like for me, anyways, I'm projecting that to, as a normality, and 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 painting the fabrics of this reality as as that. And I I'm like you. that. Just that. Just that. Just seems unrealistic. But I'm consuming so much social media. I'm consuming twenty five thousand stories a day because I think that I'm going to be such a transformative being. I'm not doing any of that. Like what I'm doing is confusing myself, holding more stories than my, my body can in a day and then expecting to be, be able to meet the present. And I'm like, what? In what realm? In what realm? In what realm? But also the fragility for me is, um, is admitting that I suck at releasing stories and I'm so good and addicted to consuming, consuming, consuming. consuming, Mm -hmm. And, I have so much fears that I'm wrong. And I'm like, actually, fragility informs me that if my whakaro and my thoughts and my my perspectives, I'm not willing to share in community, it's most likely for me anyways, that I'm scared of being wrong.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm scared of
2: my community checking me in and sharpening mm-hmm. me. And if you're only in your whakaro and you own your space and you're not wanting to actually build that sacred relational space, the VAR, to, to build the container so that you can share your whakaro and your whakaro is sharpened in community, bruv, that's fear-based leadership right there. Oh, wow. If, got if you've mm. got, if, if you're all in your head and it's just your perspectives, it's just your stories and you're not in proximity mm. to community to share your perspective so that you can be sharpened because iron needs to be sharpened by other iron. Mm. And if you're in a pool of all of these yes people, you're a shark in a pond. And I'm like, that's that's true narcissism right there. Where I'm like, you if you don't want to be sharpened, you're too fragile to be attached to, to 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 people being like, nah, you're wrong about that, or you're like, we don't and I'm I feel like I'm swimming in those waters. I'm like, I don't want to be fragile. I just want to be able to make sure that I'm connecting with people in an authentic way that doesn't hinder my growth or theirs. Mm. And that's why for me it's like storytelling is everything because The way that I see literature is, literature to me is people having conversations through the time-space continuum. You lie down your thoughts so that people can have conversations through the time-space continuum. I'm having conversations with um, my my, my aunties and uncles in the 1980s and 70s through reading their literature and their words I read and I embody and I live. Mm. And it transforms me because they've given me the time and I've given myself the time and the permission to... To, to 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 get that exchange and that transfer. Long story short, um it's been hella fragile for me. Like, I'm like, yo, we in fragile waters. I thought I was really right about a lot of things. And it uh, turns out your boy was just uh, at the beginning of his journey. And I'm like, I wasn't wrong. I'm just at the, I was just at the beginning. And that's why I'm getting comfortable with being a hypocrite to my past. And that's what I wanted to land on. And mm. that's what I wanted to get is that we are meant. we as humans and the humanity of us, we are supposed to be hypocrites of our past because you know better and you do better. Mm. But if you're fragile, To be a hypocrite of your past then you're just building this unique realm which is amazing it's amazing on its own but i'm like what part of that is enriching community (sighs) what part of that is enriching community and maybe you know you're just still in your process and you're not meant to enrich community until until you're 80 and that's the part that i surrender to the most is i'm like i don't know what your your conference call is I don't know what your conference call with your 2 is. So maybe your conference call with your 2 is meant to be when you're 50 to execute. But yeah, that's what I wanted to, that's the last thing that I wanted to offer this moment is that we are meant to be hypocrites of our past. And if you don't understand that, you will be fragile for a long time, I will, like me, mm. up until like probably last year. So.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah beautiful um I think really all I wanted to say is that um the shape the shape the liminal space the circle is not aimless it's a shape shifter it it can change the shape it can change its shape, and it does um and this is just this is dropping in for me as something quite key uh we talked uh the other night about you know the bed and the river and uh, if you know water and and the river is an embodiment of life force how many times does the river change and transform to manage and move and to hold uh, the river mm.
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah and sometimes that's done through uh rapids (laughs) uh sometimes the stream is narrowing um sometimes it's uh you know the estuary or the mouth of where the sea enters (laughs) um but it but it can maneuver it can change it can shape shift uh, so that that life force is still flowing yeah that feels like a strong me to me moment uh, which i really am grateful for as well and appreciate very much
0: Mm. Thank you so much for opening and sharing so generously right where you are and the vulnerability and courage that it takes to do that, like in a public forum. It's like even to have the honesty to have this chat within yourself, let alone with somebody else, let alone on the internet, like (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just so honored to be able to journey alongside you both in this season and chapter of our lives and the ways in which you stretch and grow and expand me to a place where I can meet the moment with more love. I am forever grateful for you both in your embodiment of leadership, in your embodiment Of stories and all the things that bring you into this moment. And I just want to say thank you so much for giving everyone an access point into who you be and how you operate and the inner workings and the operating system to normalize some of the stuff we've been talking about and spark conversations. So thank you. What one, I'm scared, I'm nervous. One word, one sentence to close this off.
2: Everything's a conversation, and i'm all, I'm always an invi- like I'm always inviting people as well as reminding people that everything's a conversation. You converse with the rest of the world, you respond to the rest of the world. everything's a conversation.
1: Everything's a conversation mm. yeah uh, to leap off there listening is a conversation whakarunga, whakarunga, whakarunga. Yours.
0: Mine is, uh, I give thanks and welcome Shane. Healthy Shane. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, sending you (laughs) miracles, blessings, abundance, beauty, and unity. Hee hee. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode so gift yourself this moment for change if you've enjoyed the episode please review the podcast it really helps us grow the reach hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about please slide into my dms on instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore rose see you next time This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.